Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and life on and off the mat. I'm Jen Eads, an eternal white belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu brown belt, still obsessed oh, with jujitsu. Oh, wait. Say, just say that again because it sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Brazilian jujitsu brown belt, still obsessed with jujitsu. I love it. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything that feels different now that you've got the brown belt? You know, I really just haven't gotten to break it in enough yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we were closed right after that. Like, I got it the night before we closed for Christmas. And, oh, right. Um, so, yeah, I really haven't gotten to train enough in it. I can't wait to start competing. So I'm I'm really excited to get like back to really doing it. And I'm still kind of rehabbing my back. So according to Coach Jess, I'm only allowed three three-minute rounds right now. And all they all they all have to be with Rissa or James because they're my controls. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm glad you've got the grown-ups that you're exactly. rolling with. <laughs> Perfect. What are we talking about today? So Mary Hart had posted on the Women in Jiu-Jitsu Facebook page, just kind of asking, like, what do you do after a bad class? Like, how do you handle it? And I just thought that'd be a really good subject for the podcast. Hey, friends, it's Jen in post-production editing. And I wanted to chime in just to let you know that before we did record this, AJ contacted Mary to make sure that she was okay with us using her name and sharing that her post was the inspiration for this episode. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, because I know we've talked at times about what happens on the mat and trying to, you know, not go into the downward spiral. One of my favorite episodes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And probably one of our most downloaded ones, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably because we talk about it all the time. I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like, start with this one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So if you haven't, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you go into the back catalog. I think it's episode seven, The Downward Spiral. I will make sure to link to that in the show notes. Great. But what happens, you know, you're in the car, you're on the way home, you get home and you have to be around family then what? Yeah. Well, so let's just talk about like personally, like what what would you do after a bad class? Uh, Probably go home and be a cranky little troll. (laughs) (laughs) Not that that's ever happened. (laughs) Let's ask Beth. (laughs) Right. And then that would soon be followed by a come to Jesus with Beth of, (laughs) is it jujitsu or is there something else Because, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. because I don't know what things are like in your house, but in my house, the problem is never really the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the last straw. Mm -hmm. So it's I think some of it is going back and digging a little deeper. You know, did you get into it with a client? Did something did something happen even before jujitsu early in your day that now it's just magnified by a bad time on the mat? I think that's a great point. I mean, even like, did you eat enough? Did you get enough sleep the night before? Have you drank enough water? Like, do you feel like trash on the mat because you haven't been taking care of yourself? It's no good to roll when you're hangry. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think those are all good points, like evaluating, you know, kind of your life or your day as a whole and seeing if it was really uh, what was happening on the mat or if that was just the product of everything else. Mm-hmm. Because for me, whenever, so often when I'm on the mat, the jujitsu is just 
everything else that's going on in my head, like suddenly manifests (laughs) in real life. And it might be getting choked. It might be getting smashed. Like whatever that thing is that's in my head, that's pretty much what happens on the mat. Yeah. And of course, that's what makes the downward spiral happen. You're like, yep, this is my life. Like, I'm always just getting smashed. Like, I feel like I'm the nail in every aspect. <laughs> so true. If, if you know, if it's not that, if it really is just like whatever happened that day, um, I you know, I think going kind of and analyzing what happened. Did you just not go into it with a game plan? So you didn't really have goals in mind. So you it's hard to feel like you accomplished anything if you didn't have what you wanted to accomplish to begin with. Oh, so true. And then, you know, like even making sure you know who you're willing to roll with or who you're not willing to roll with and not letting people kind of dictate that for you. Mm-hmm. So like if, you know, if I had a bad day and I look back and I go, oh, well, I only rolled with the, you know, brand new white belt dudes and that's probably why I had a bad day because everybody was <laughs> crazy, you know, like m- maybe that was it. So I think, you know, just analyzing the reason, you know, like what happened, what went wrong on the mat. I think something else that helps me too is because I keep a journal of what we worked on and what we covered in class. And I think writing that out, because it's one thing to replay it in your head. It's another thing for me, at least, to actually sit down and put it out on paper and then look at it and go, oh, yeah, that probably happened. And all of there were all of these contributing factors. It wasn't just one thing. Yeah. So from, for my notebook, like how I keep it on the right hand side, I write all the notes like for class, you know, um, what I'm teaching or what I was taught, you know, maybe what drills we did to go along with that, anything like that. But on the left hand side, I'm writing just how I'm feeling and what I'm getting caught with over and over or what I'm trying to hit, but I'm not hitting and, you know, what problems I'm running into. So those are kind of like, like the right side is my notes and the left side is my diary. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good way to do it, though, because if you don't write it down, you're going to forget where where did you keep getting caught? And if you can go back and look at that before you go to the next class and and actually work on some of that, I mean, that's immediately, hopefully, going to help a little bit. Yeah, and I'm such a, like, turn the other cheek kind of girl, you know, like, instantly I'm like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, here I am, several weeks, couple months into not being able to roll because I'm constantly like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But if I keep (laughs) notes on, oh, actually, anytime I do this, it's really hurting my back. Mm -hmm. Then that helps me like go back and go, oh, this has actually been a problem for longer than I was willing to admit. (laughs) Oh, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that from like an injury log. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) I'm trying to do much better about that. And I'm trying to lead from the front which is very, very hard for me because I am such a like, one thing I love about jujitsu is how adaptable it is. You know, like when I dislocated my shoulder, I just rolled with one arm for six weeks. Um, (laughs) Some of us don't have that luxury. Maybe not the best plan. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So I'm always so impressed about how, you know, you can adapt it, but maybe it's good to just rest and rehab. And so I'm working on it. And I'm working on being a better leader in that manner. That's good to hear. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Katie mentioned that another thing is to like really think about the things that you did right in class, you Mm -hmm. know, focus on just 
any little thing, which might just be I showed up or, you know, right. Kristen actually said, you know, like, just take surviving as a victory. <laughs> like, you sometimes the that's night. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, th- that can be victory enough for you. So yeah. I liked that. What are some things like to kind of turn your mood around? Like if you if you are being an angry troll, um, <laughs> what do you do to kind of sometimes I just need a good cry. Yeah, that just because I feel like there's so many things that build up that maybe that's what I really need, even though as much as I hate it, (laughs) like I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry. And then some stupid commercial comes on TV or something and then you just lose it. That's what happens. But you feel so it's like cry or eat something if maybe you're hangry. Mm -hmm. Those things help a lot. Music helps a lot. Like, I know that's an instant mood shift. Yeah, music me. is huge for me. That's, I always want to like, I mean, you know, we've talked about it before, but I have a playlist for everything. Yes. So, <laughs> um, sometimes it's just the playlist that I need to, you know. Well, and I think the other thing too is don't feel like, you know, I, I try to show up and have a positive attitude and, you know, look at the bright side and glass half full kind of stuff. But I think sometimes it's okay just to like sit in that Mm -hmm. a little while and just feel it. Yeah. Rather than feel like, oh, I've got to go put on a happy face now. And I suck at faking that. It's just never going to happen. It's pretty easy to tell when I'm not (laughs) pleased about something. But don't feel, I mean, you don't want to wallow in it for days on end. Right. But I think to just take a few minutes and just sit sit with it in your body, sit in a quiet space and just just be with it for a little bit and yeah. then, then start working your way out of it. I'm the opposite. I will cover it up. I will pretend everything's fine forever. So I am trying to work on, you know, like just going, going ahead and feeling whatever the feelings are. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, you know, like so some of my playlists are like, let's let's have this cry and yeah. let's get through it and then let's start to move on so to like build into like a happier place yeah um, and it's funny because my therapist like a week or two ago told me to shelf something for a little while and she's like that might be hard for you and I was like how long have you been my therapist like that's what I want to do with everything like, that's right. th- let's shelf it that's great <laughs> oh another thing like to kind of help turn my mood around i, I love a good bubble bath, obviously some Epsom salts. And so like, that's a good way to, you know, like maybe listen to music or your favorite podcast, hint, hint, Mm. Um, (laughs) or maybe like motivational speeches or something like that. Um, So just kind of take some time for some self care to kind of do what you have to do to kind of shake it off and step up. Well, the the other thing that helps me is just getting out in nature. So if, if it's nice out and I can go for a walk, great. I can even sit on the back porch sometimes and just be outside and be a bird nerd and watch them come up to the feeders. That's so relaxing. Yeah, I love that. They don't care that you had a bad day on the mat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So just go out and hang out with the birds and the squirrels and all that. Yeah, I love that. What's the most important thing? So we've, we've talked about... You know, we've touched on the surface of some things. For you, what is the most important thing that you've got to do? I think the most important is never quit after a bad session. I listened to, I really wish I could remember her name, but she was a gymnast. And I listened to a podcast with her. And she was just talking about like, you know, having a really bad practice and coming home and being like, I want to quit. 
I'm going to quit. And her mom would be like, that's fine. You can quit, but you can't quit on a bad day. Like you can quit after a good practice, (laughs) but you can't quit after a bad one. And I love that as like a thought process. Like you can never quit after a bad day. If you have a good day and you still want to quit, then okay. You know, like that's, that's better. Like if you can have a good day and be like, that was great, but I still don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) 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 Then that's a different story, but don't quit after a bad session. And I love that thought process. Oh, that is such, such a good way to think about it. Because I know there have nights that I've come home and because for me, especially if I've been to Greenwood and I have a much longer drive home, mm-hmm. it is horrible because, you know, I get a good 30 minutes to just, just beat myself up. Yeah, that <laughs> in addition spiral. to the beating, Yeah, in that. addition to the beating I've taken on the mat. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the other thing, too, is I think as a teammate, if you know, like if you see somebody and you know that they've had a bad night, reach out to them, like just check in. You know, you don't have to try to fix whatever it was that was going on for them. But just like, hey, I just wanted to check in, see how you're doing, because it looked like maybe you had kind of a rough night. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, you know, we need each other. We are a community and we really need that, you know, check in, especially if I mean, best to check in immediately. But if you notice they weren't in for a class they're normally there for and you're like, you know, what? come to think of it, I don't think they were having a very good class, you know, Monday, and now here it's Tuesday, and they're not here, like, I definitely need to check in. And sometimes that's all they needed was to know that, you know, it's, it's about so much more than just the class, it's about the community and that you are missed. Yeah. It feels good to be missed. It does. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It's, it's nice to know that, like, people notice your absence. We would love to hear if any of you guys have suggestions for things that you do after a bad class, whether it's a way to just kind of get through the feelings or something to make yourself feel better or whatever that is. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Yes. So you know what to do. You need to share the episode on Instagram and tag us and put your suggestions, direct message us, come into the Facebook group. Beauty and the Gee Gang, and share there what you do, because we would love to hear it. Yeah. Where can they find us on Instagram? They can find us at Beauty and the Gee Podcast, and I'm always there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman, everywhere you go. The other thing, I want to know who's listening that's on Clubhouse, because I think eventually we're going to do something over there, but it's all new and fancy, and not every... There are people listening going, what the heck is Clubhouse, Jen? It's an app. I'm on Clubhouse and I'm still going, what the heck is Clubhouse, Jen? (laughs) Uh, I have a confession, a podcast confession. Mm -hmm. I just, so I downloaded the TikTok app, but I'd never actually like signed up and gone into it. But I found out on Twitter this week, because sometimes Twitter is a magical good place. There is a Bridgerton musical that is being made and people are TikToking it. So if you have not watched Bridgerton yet on Netflix, it's all about that and people are just making stuff up and it's incredible. That's my off the mat tip for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Great, I love that. (laughs) Do you have an on the mat tip for us? Well, I think our on the mat tip is just maybe, oh, hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was, I mean, like my, instantly, my thing is go into class with a game plan so that you know you can really judge success or not. Gosh, it's like that's my main tip every time. Um, <laughs> okay, but don't it. you think there's a reason that that keeps showing up? Yes, I really do. I mean, like it just having an idea of what what does success look like to you? You know, like we talk about it from a competition standpoint too. Like sometimes success isn't just winning. It's being able to pull off one of the moves or being able to get your nerves under control or whatever. If you don't have any kind of game plan for what you want, then what does success look like? Maybe I just want to get in four rounds because I, you know, only tend to roll one or something or I'm not rolling and I just want to make sure I roll around. doesn't matter if I get beat up or not. It's just that I actually did a live role and that's success. So I think like the game plan doesn't have to be the standard game plan that we normally talk about, but just what does success look like for me for this class and how can I make that happen? I love that. Brilliant. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. And I think that does it for this episode. Great. And we will see you on the mat. mat.